again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you as we are each week from 5 to 6 o'clock. We're also on Mediacom, Channel 22, 822, and High Def. Around the world at thehawkeyehuddle.com and on martyandmiller.com. And, uh, the Cub, I think. We did yes. not hear. We still are. Oh, yes, for sure. Absolutely. Then very cool. Actually helping Marty with some insurance on that. So, yes. Really? Excellent. And we're insured, we're, we're insured against uh, blowing up the Cub, too, right? Dave, right, Dave Sr. At Asset, at Asset Pro is one of our sponsors is helping him. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> that's that's what tomorrow's meeting is about, huh? You know, okay. it's interesting. You you mentioned blowing up. Yeah. I think... Do no, we, no, no, listen. I think it, we have to start with a recap of Sunday Super you're Bowl. You're not going to... It's not... You're, you're going to get me in trouble with your wife because I'm not going to take all the blame for this. With my wife. My wife... Likely isn't listening right oh, now. Okay, good because you know, I'm not going to take all the blame for this. Um, I, I so I gave here, her my dish. Here is she the, put it on the stove. No, and turned that it on. that is not that is not exactly the way that I understand this went down. So, as as many of you know, Ridge and I uh, frequently get together for uh, Super Bowls and things of this nature. And Brett sent me a text. at, I might even still have it. I don't know. Four hours before the game. I worked my butt off it's on these not, jalapeno I, poppers. They're I, going to be so good. I'm not coming over to watch the Iowa game. I'm going to your buddy Kahuna's, use his smoker, sit in his uh, man cave, which is apparently quite impressive. It's impressive, yes. And yes. Uh, watch the Iowa game, which was a fantastic way to start Super Bowl Sunday. Actually, right. and I caught the very end of the wrestling meet, which the Hawks yep. won. Yep. Uh, and I saw the highlights of Gilman's. Exciting! Uh, come from behind, down eight zero to turn around and pin the guy from Minnesota, which was spectacular. Um, and the Hawks played; they played a good basketball game. I thought on Sunday, I thought Nebraska uh, Nebraska played well enough to where you could turn around and say Iowa played really well to to win that game. They were they were down five six to start, you know, m- most of the first half, and Nebraska was was physical and and making shots, and and Iowa just just outplayed them methodically and. It's one of those games you want to see when a team you want to see when a team starts to mature. What it looks like is that they can they don't have to go on big runs to beat the other team. They can just play basketball and eventually stretch it out and eventually win the game, which is what they did the other day and withstood a few runs well, by Nebraska. And they finished that game. You know they end up winning by eleven, and that game was a four to six point game for a fair amount of the second half. You know, sort of that in between the. After 12 timeout and almost the after yeah, four. So there's about yeah. eight minutes there where the, you just kind of hung. It was six. It was four. It was five. It was right in there. Um, but I was very, very pleased. Uh, Ellingson, man, coming off screens, making shots. You know, Peter ends up with like 12 or 14, almost all from the free throw line. Uh, made a real nice pass late in the game as he took it to the basket. And I thought, oh, God, he's going to charge. And he just dropped a dime for a layup. Um Ahmad Wagner has has just his game has risen so much since the beginning of the season. It's incredible. And, and Ellingson shots a couple of times the other day. What I'm starting to see out of him, which is really good. I'm I, I've been picturing him as a he needs to be open to shoot guy. And what we're seeing the last two games, at least yeah. this last week, he didn't necessarily need to be open. He, he his last three on Saturday or on Sunday was a leaner. You know, he kind of came around the screen, and he wasn't—he was a little off balance, and he still—he still got his shoulders square in the air and made it. So that's a good thing, right? Because it, the biggest thing for these guys that we we have not had when we've had three-point shooters, it seemed like they either needed to be shooting deep over people, or they needed to just be open, right? And right now, you've got a couple guys in Bohannon and now Ellingson, I think, that don't necessarily need to be wide open to shoot those three. Well, and and here's here's the biggest thing I think that I'm taking away from—I'll turn this down. Uh, from this team is we haven't had a an offensive threat from the point guard for the last four years. Um, Mikey Gazelle, God love him, but he's not. He was never an offensive threat. Teams would sag off of him. He could not consistently knock down the three point shot, and that's what Bohannon has been doing and bringing to the table. Do you cringe when Christian Williams comes in? Well, I don't know if I cringe, but it, it, it certainly is interesting how much l- less playing time he's getting, right? Because the fact is, and, and what I like is that he actually has looked smoother in these few minutes, he, with these games where he's getting a few minutes than when he doesn't. But yeah, he's, he's like the a, off, he's just crazy with the, the he just offense. The offense just crazy, does not he? run right. 
the nope. the way that it, Creighton, it, it, get in there and run the Creighton, offense. Get in, there and run the offense. get in there and run the offense. What coach? Yeah, exactly. Right? That's yeah, exactly yeah, he, right. He, he doesn't. He doesn't. And, and so it's a, that's a little frustrating to me. But the play of Nicholas Bear, uh, blocking shots, being active, getting steals, rebounds. Uh, the other day was it? Uh, Who did we play on uh, Saturday? Nebraska, is that it? No, uh, the game before that. Ohio State. Rutgers. Rutgers was Tuesday, last R- Tuesday. Last Tuesday, after, after Should the Should be huddle. noted that it was called <clears throat> by, by your You did. You were, you were dead on. on. I thought that was going to be a much closer, much closer game than it was. But I, Bear missed like his first nine shots. And he kept shooting and, and started making them. And and then, and, yeah. and he, but he didn't quit. He stayed within the realm of the offense and all of a sudden he started to make a and few. did all the other stuff that he does right well, he did block well, he's shots never, he did get he's rebounds. never not going to do that right he always gets some sort of a steal on a ball on a ball they're throwing it up court or they're passing inbounds he makes a friend of mine the other night uh made made a point that i thought was excellent um and he doesn't make many brad you don't but <laughs> but uh excellent point he's that guy that every that we always there's other other schools have had him with that guy you're like guy's not any good I hate to see him come on the court because he always does something right. Brian they, Cardinal. Well, well, it's Purdue's had a number of them. Every once in a while, you know, you can think of little guys. Ohio State's had a couple of them. Aaron Jay Burson Kraft. back in the day. Aaron Kraft. Um, you know, and the, Aaron Kraft was actually a tremendously good basketball well, player. Well, but it isn't 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 Bear a, a tremendously? He's a good basketball okay, player he, right he, now. He but, walked on, and he's a sophomore. So remember, right. he'll get better. But he's that guy that nobody. They're like, oh, he can't. He, how is that guy beating us? But he does, right? And it's it's terrific. It's so much fun as an Iowa fan to have that scrappy guy on the court. But he's not just doing stuff now where he just where he happens to make one every was now and again. Kevin, it's consistent. Was Kevin Boyle a highly recruited guy back in the late seventies and eighties? I, as I remember, no, pretty little. But uh, I remember that they thought he was pretty good. I don't remember how highly recruited, but I remember he was in Sports Illustrated. Oh yeah, for, a, for his defensive in, prowess, in a defensive pose. Yes, yes I recall yeah. that also. And I think that when they got him, he was a fairly highly recruited kid. I just, I just wonder that because to me, he kind of Bear has that game. He can Boyle never shot from terribly deep. He he was the master of the yeah. fifteen foot baseline yes. jumper. But, uh, Squared with his legs spread apart evenly right under the shoulders. Yeah, Never put those was, feet together. It, just, it was very, yeah, uh, very mechanical. But he was yeah. he was a good player, playing a Final Four team, didn't yep. he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, nevertheless, but so Iowa, a great win last Tuesday, just destroys uh, Rutgers. By the way, watching a game that you know, I had basketball practice. My seventh grade girls, uh, so. You didn't I, make it. You got in the car and you turned it on. I did not turn it on after practice. But I knew that they were ahead because I had the game on yeah. going in, and it was like 23-7 to 7 or something. And I'm going, wow. So I didn't turn it on. I went home. I immediately turned on the DVR. What a great way to watch a basketball game. No commercials. Just you can go right through it. Yep. You skip all the business in the yep. Big Ten halftime. You skip all that other stuff. And... When the game's over, you're done. You just hit delete. It's just a spectacular way to watch sports if you have other things going on. Uh, so Plus, if you feel pretty good about the fact that they're going to come out on top. Well, you, a little you, bit you have more, a pretty good idea. Right, you don't feel like happen. you have to fast forward. You're just like, oh, I'll just watch it. It's going to be fine. You that's know? Yeah. that's right. But then to come back on Sunday, on Super Bowl Sunday, and, and get another win, that's three in a row. And all of a sudden, as you heard on Marty and Miller coming in, that uh, the Hawks are in – discussion now if they are able to get to uh the boys were saying 11 wins i i think 10 plus maybe two in the tournament would get you in that well, discussion so let's let's set the but, stage well before there let's set the stage for where they are on this okay I, because you, it's you, still i'm still revolving around the super bowl oh you're going back to the, to the party to the so, explosion. so there are certain party etiquettes that one must know and that is is that if you need something to be warmed and there are other things that are in there you just need to sort of wait your turn there those were not going to ever go bad by sitting on the counter with the lid on them there was no chance they'd already been yeah, cooked that's fine okay i, I but you were anxious. You were in an anxious moment when you got to the house. I needed to give you another beer, and you said, "No, I got one." But uh, I, and so I actually never did drink a beer. I don't understand that. Were you on the tequila, or did you move no, to the champagne? I, no, I, I had I had a. <laughs> 
I, I I just had had enough for the weekend. We'll put it that way. I had had a I had a long oh. weekend by the time I got there. As you know, so Ridge bails on Super Bowl Sunday from the cocktail standpoint because he is now approaching fifty and apparently can't still handle. Yeah, apparently, I can't. But oh my I, I had Lord. I had I had a glass of wine. And oh, I did, I did that's have, nice. Was it a Chardonnay or a Chablis? Yeah, it was one of the. I don't know. But I did have. I had half a beer, and then I decided to. And by the way, I, th- that I brought. By the way. Well, that was good. Uh, I asked you if you wanted uh, one. He said no. I brought a, a sample. Uh, there, uh, there was a. Uh, yeah, I brought a case. Uh, I put it on the, in your washroom there, and, and was it, it was, the Coors Light? Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Thanks. But so, he, he and, it's enjoy, you, it's enjoyed you, by all because I, I, I will <laughs> give. You, I'll give you notice of, of this that you uh, even left it, which was yeah. nice. So. So Ridge decides that he needs to have the jalapeno poppers immediately warmed. So the decision was made, likely collectively, to warm them on the stove decided. as opposed to right. putting them into the oven and just waiting maybe another 10 minutes before they get going. So I'm in my chair. You're uh, ready to watch uh, the game. I'm working on the, uh, on the pool yeah. for the yeah. squares and all that other stuff. And all of a sudden I hear kaboom. Now I, of course, just immediately assumed somebody, somebody dropped, dropped a glass yes. and didn't think much of it. And then all of a sudden they're screaming. So I get up, I go, and the Pyrex plate dish, which I, for the record, bought for you because I had destroyed the previous Pyrex yes. dish at a tailgate after it fell out of my car and broke, has exploded on the stove on the island where all of the other appetizers are. Yes. And now we have a decision. What do, what do we keep and eat? What do we keep and eat? Or what do we pitch? And everyone has worked very diligently, very hard. Yes. The spread was looking amazing. Lots of people had put a lot of hours Lots into of effort, all their food. Including yes. you. Yeah. Including yeah. you. And as we're cleaning it up and we're finding these little slivers of glass that are microscopic. And you're cleaning off one of your poppers. And then <laughs> you to decide eat to eat it. I'm I going, what are you doing? doing i almost made you sign a release right then that if you get a shard in your throat and bleed out in my living room that i was not to be held responsible as i said they were little bundles of love that i had put a lot of time into it i thought you it know what a I, damn shame because i was it, so looking forward they were to having good. and them. by the way so you know kahuna has the pellet smoker right so i just put them on there for like they right? were on there for like an hour and a half you know just going slow but anyway so the the myth. Is, so if you've seen on TV about the Pyrex dishes, do not put your Pyrex no, dish they will, on your stove. It will explode. And they were. We we talked about it. We said I said, look, you can put them in the oven, or you can. If she, well, can we just turn the oven on or the stove on? I'm like, yeah, sure. I didn't know. And I'm like, yeah, sure. That's a great idea. That way they'll heat up. And then they were going. And then they were heating up. They were. Heating oh, up. of course they were. They were heating up to the point that they blew up. Yeah. And it it's literally, a good thing we didn't have poppers so flying through the air. We, well, this should be noted. This, that would have been. Be see, that would have been. We're even not more really fun. talking. We are definitely not talking about a crack in the bowl. We're talking about the thing exploding. Uh, a yeah. full and utter. <clears throat> yeah. So I lost. So we lost. We lost the lettuce off of the uh, off of Tony's crack dip. Right. Right. And I think we threw away a, uh, some potato chips and no the poppers. Quite, no question, we threw away and, at and least we, two bags of chips. And then we threw away the poppers. And everybody else's stuff was good. And nobody has. has has any to any date? We have so, not had any so issues, it, and including me. After I ate two of those poppers, after making after cleaning them off, because I wanted, you're crazy yeah. to think that that was. A they good are really idea. good, but so um, anyway, yes, it was. It's never a dull. It's oh, just not gonna. It wasn't gonna go. It no is ma- classic, yeah, yeah. Rich. right? I, I no matter what I do, you know. I I show up without food and just all, bring chips, and then had, I'm like, okay, but no, we, I made all food. All we had to do was take them out and put them on the grill. Yeah, I thought about that. I actually thought about grilling them at your house, but yeah, then, yeah. but nice but, enough. But then I'm, you know, like I said, I had two college buddies come into town, one, and I said, well, I'll go to watch say hi to them. This watch is why he couldn't drink. Anywho. Well, there was that in Hairball on Friday night, and you can talk to Brett Halley about why. I talked I, to, about, I talked uh, to him. I had... Uh, we had plenty of uh, at Hairball. You oh, know, yeah. I've, I, it's my understanding Hairball is on the short list for next year's Super Bowl halftime show. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, no, but it is. it was a fabulous time had by all on uh, on Friday night. Just We just started early. There you we go. kind of pulled the Trent Condon on that, and we started, we, we started early. And by the time we got to the actual concert, you know. Trent, Trent will tell you unequivocally that you cannot drink all day if you do not start early. If you don't, that's right. Trent, that's, that's a true statement, isn't it? Yes, it is. Of course. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, <laughs> of, course, very much. Of, course, of course it is. 
So uh, when we come back and start talking about uh, Iowa and possibly the NCAA tournament, by the way, uh, uh, Jordan Bohannon, uh, freshman of the week in the Big Ten, for his 9 out of 13 from the three-point line in these two games, they won 83-63 at Rutgers, 81-70 against Nebraska. That puts them at 14-10 and 10 overall and 6-5 and five in the Big Ten, and all alone in sixth place out of 14 teams now, not just 10. So that's not too bad at this point in the season. I, I would have to say that from a Big Ten standpoint, uh, Iowa is exceeding your expectation. Uh, there was a couple games, obviously the loss to Omaha early in the preseason. Is there another game that you thought they should have won? Maybe Memphis uh, was a game they could have won. Yeah, uh, they play, just played no defense. Right. It was right after Cook got 102, hurt. 96 yeah. or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, they gave up 58 in the first half. Maybe. Right. So th- this team is improving. The future is clearly bright uh, when – was it the first 61 points against Ohio State was scored by freshman? Freshman sophomore. Yeah. Um, you know, Dom Yule somehow is making baskets now, and I'm glad to see that. Um, I just, it's a fun team to watch, and, and they are inconsistent, and they're going to have their hands full going to the barn tomorrow. Yeah, Minnesota's not bad. Minnesota's yeah. not bad. They've got better athletes, and they're playing better basketball. Um, let's and, let's and then, talk about that after let's, the break. Let's do that because uh, you get my yearly rant on the RPI coming up uh, when we come back from the break. On the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 and Mediacom. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, and Des Moines' biggest local sports show, Marty and Miller, from 3 to 6 on 1700. 1700 KBGG traffic update. Taking a quick look around the metro, it appears we currently have one accident located at Douglas Avenue at MLK, car versus bike. And just a reminder that Northeast 54th is closed at I-35 for bridge replacement until July 4th. 1700 KBGG with Central Iowa's most accurate forecast from Local 5. Winter is returning. We got snow coming in later tonight, about two to four inches possible from the metro southward to low near 20. Morning snow showers Wednesday, otherwise mostly cloudy and cold. Temperatures in the low 20s. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. KFC's Colonel Sanders here to tell you the all-new KFC Georgia Gold Chicken is not actually made with real gold. That would be way too expensive and wouldn't have that delicious honey mustard barbecue taste. KFC, it's finger-licking gold. At participating KFCs, for a limited time only, prices may vary. Tax extra. Liberty Mutual Insurance presents a story about pickles. It's 2 a.m. and your pregnant wife wants, no, needs pickles. So you pick up some green happiness but hit a parked car. Great, something else to worry about. Luckily, Liberty Mutual Insurance has 24-7 claims assistance, so you can take care of your claim right away. Problem solved. Now, if only you bought the right pickles. Visit a local office or call 844-8-LIBERTY. You can leave worry behind when Liberty stands with you. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company. Napa know-how. If you've got a hatch, trunk, or hood that won't stay open, your lift supports need replacing. Luckily, Napa has turbo lift lift supports for $10 off a pair. So unless you're one of those guys who thinks a sturdy helmet and an old 2x4 are suitable replacements, you'll want to get some turbo lift lift supports from Napa. Now $10 off a pair. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer expires 228.17. Hey guys, it's that time of year again. Time to build up some equity for March Madness in the next football season. Tell that special lady in your life you'll do the laundry and you really mean it. Then grab the dirty clothes and head to Duds and Suds in Beaverdale. Drop it off, pick it up, all nice and clean and folded. She'll be amazed. Or wash while you wait. Enjoy a beer, popcorn, and the games on TV. Or shoot a game of pool. Duds and Suds, guys. Check it out. 2629 Beaver in Beaverdale. Duds and Suds. Centurion Stone of Iowa is proud to be the leading provider of stone veneer in Iowa. Centurion Stone has the look and feel of natural stone with the ability to create over 200 color and patterns. If you're looking to enhance your home's interior, Centurion Stone can update your existing fireplace with a stone finish. And Centurion Stone of Iowa does business all over the state, from Dubuque to Denison, from Davenport to Des Moines. It's Centurion Stone of Iowa, helping homeowners and businesses throughout the entire state centurion stone of iowa.com as an independent agent people's insurance agency can tailor a program that fits any situation we offer all sorts of insurance programs including hard to place risks such as farms and ranches hunting guides and outfitters we will provide you solid coverage 
personal service and save you money. For more information, please call 800-932-4801 or visit us online at peoples-insurance.com. Honesty, integrity, hard work, discipline. Hi, I'm Greg Schottenkirk, and for over 50 years, our dealerships have been built on these principles. I'm Doug DeArmond, managing partner. For the last 12 years, we've shown Waukee a new way of doing business. And now we're going to show Ford buyers in Indianola the same way. Introducing the all-new Schottenkirk Ford in Indianola. Schottenkirk Ford of Indianola. Now two stores and one name to better serve you. SchottenkirkFord.com. Asset Protection Agency and the Brighton Companies have now merged into one firm now known as Asset Pros. Whether it's auto, home, life, commercial insurance, and employee benefits, we have experts in every area to service your insurance needs. We see this as an enhancement for our customers. We still have the same West Des Moines location, the same phone number, 515-223-1600, and the same great people working together to serve your financial and insurance needs. Asset Pros has evolved into one of the premier financial and business resource consulting firms in Iowa. We view our work with you as a partnership in helping you in your insurance buying needs. Asset Pros, making sense of today's financial and insurance choices. 515-223-1600. Well, they say a smile's worth a thousand words. Dr. Stephen Fuller, fullerdental.net. If you're looking for a new dentist, go with the pro. Dr. Stephen Fuller with two locations, east side of Des Moines and also in Altoona. Dr. Stephen Fuller is now open to take on some new patients in early 2017. Get a hold of Dr. Stephen Fuller. FullerDental.net. Check them out on the web. Again, that great smile. Bring in the new year in 2017. Dr. Stephen Fuller, Fuller Family Dental, FullerDental.net. Back on the Hawkeye Huddle, Red Ridge, Dave Craig Jr. with you. 1700 MediaCom. It's interesting as you look at these RPI things. Because it talks about, uh, you know, overall, Baylor's number one in the RPI right now. Yeah. Uh, Nova's two, KU's three, Carolina's four. But UCLA, and I heard him talking on Marty Miller's show, their strength of schedule was 101. I real—I I knew they beat Kentucky, and I guess I didn't realize that that was the only team. Yeah, I think team, Iowa's like 106. So. The only team that they've beaten. Uh, and there are some interesting teams. Cincinnati is 21-2. and two. Who knew? I didn't know that. Well, they're ten, was, ten and zero in the American Athletic Conference with the win against Iowa State, and they must have beat <clears> Xavier. <throat> I think they did uh, in the Cincinnati Xavier rivalry game. But nevertheless, it's, so, uh, the Hawks have got. A, let's just put it this way: they've got a long road to hoe before they're right, going to get. They're sitting at ninety six in the RPI. Now let let let's. So here's my here's my thing about the RPI. What the RPI does that's wrong. Okay. <laughs> Well, this is interesting. Okay, carry on. Well, it penalizes you for playing the god-awful teams, right? And you don't know necessarily. So when you schedule, now maybe you can tell. Maybe I'm wrong about this. But once you start playing teams that are over the 200, you start getting really penalized. You should, you're better off playing a top-10 team and getting beaten by 40 points than you are beating a team above 200. And this I is, think it's probably it fair to say that when you schedule Kennesaw State and Savannah State, you've got a pretty good idea, and Texas-Rio Grande, that they're not going to be very good. Well, some of those teams, absolutely. And so this is – Fran has – Fran's notorious Stetson. for this. So the really the real question there is how much better Delaware could Delaware State. So the, the, the misconception here is that the UNO loss ends up hurting Iowa a bunch, and it does – but that's a team that's at 160 in the RPI. 151. 151. And I believe Northern Iowa is sitting right there as well. 152. Right. So it's the same caliber as if the Panthers had come into Iowa City and beaten Iowa, according to the RPI. But now, here's, here's Now, a, we have to make a case on this. So Northern Iowa is having a down year. Right. And they've actually come back to the fold a little bit and playing a lot better late recently. But they've been having a down down year, yes. And would it surprise anyone if they went and won the Missouri Valley tournament? No, absolutely not. They could they absolutely could. I Particularly mean, after if Illinois State got has one of their better guys hurt and Well, you know, he's definitely out. Illinois State's got a big tough game this week at Drake tonight. There you go. So let let me let's just take a look. There's a nice comparison somebody did out there on, on Hawkeye Report. 
uh, that between Iowa and Ohio State. Ohio State currently sitting at 66 in the RPI and Iowa at 96, 30 sp- spots lower. Both teams are 14 and 10. Who are you talking about? Ohio State and Iowa. Okay. Both teams are 14 and 10. Iowa is 6 and 5 in the Big Ten. Ohio State is 4 and 7. Okay. Uh, against the top 50, Iowa is 2 and 6, and Ohio State is 2 and 7. So that's kind of even, right? Against the top 100, uh, Iowa is 5 and 9, and Ohio State is 6 and 9. So you give them a little, maybe a little bit of an edge there. So those are, that's, so the good teams they've played, they're pretty well dead even. And then on the court, they've played each other, and Iowa won handily. 85-72. Easily. Against the teams between 100 and 200, Ohio State is 4-0, and Iowa is 3-1. They have the, uh, the, the Omaha. Omaha loss. Okay, Ohio State has a loss to somebody in the 201, uh, above 201. They're 4-1, Iowa is 6-0 against those teams. They lost to number 286, 286 FAU. At Ohio State, they lost at home to at number two eighty six. Okay, Iowa's bad loss is is UNO at one fifty one. That's the worst loss Iowa has. So where at, in the how at, in the world F A F A U is a bit of a head scratcher. They are six and thirteen. So, ba- just based on reading that, Iowa. Based on reading that, Iowa should be dead even if not above Ohio State in this RPI. But the reason they're not is because of those six games against the plus 200 teams, Iowa's plus 200 teams are way worse than the plus 200 teams that Ohio State played. And it's it, 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 ultimate, it ultimately here's the deal. It doesn't it doesn't it, make any Ohio sense. State yes it does. Ohio State played one team over 300, Jackson State at 318 and Iowa played 5. 300s. Yeah, it's the 300s. Over 300. Right, it's the 300s. You're so, right. So you have you have to go and you need to call McDermott at Creighton and schedule a game with them. You need to call, uh, I don't know, another team in the Big 12. Yeah, you need you just need to figure out who the, mid, who the middle of the road teams maybe you are going to be. Maybe you call Missouri again yeah. and you play them. Well, in the, from the Southeastern well, Conference. I don't think you need to do that. You just need to start sp- scheduling. You need to look at, at teams that are going to have Michigan, a handful of guys back and Michigan, play the mid. The Michigan mid- State does this every year. They play the hardest, one of the hardest schedules in the country, and everyone and is those ready to play them. And they come out of years when they're bad. They come out of uh, the preseason with like six losses, and then they lose maybe three or four times in the in the. Big yeah. Ten, and then the next thing you know, they're a six seed, and then you know, two weeks later, they're playing the final eight. Well, the point of all this is to say this: Iowa probably does need to get. Uh, they need to go. Uh, what would effectively be five and two the rest of the way? They need four at home. They need to go six and two. I'm sorry, four at home and two on the road out of the four that they play to get into the conversation. That'd be twelve Big Ten wins, right? Yeah, that ain't happening. I'm telling you, I think that's what they need to do. I'd like to think 11 might do it. 11 and 7 might do it. 10 and 8 doesn't do it. The RPI is just too far off. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle with Tom Kager at HawkeyeReport.com when we come back on Mediacom and 1700. The Big Talker. 1700 KBGG. We talk about your life and your money on the Dave Ramsey Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 1700 KBGG. 1700 KBGG traffic update. Taking a quick look around the metro, we are currently accident-free, but Northeast 54th Street is closed at I-35 for bridge replacement through July 4th. And that is a quick look at your traffic. 1700 KBGG with Central Iowa's most accurate forecast from Local 5. Winter is returning. We got snow coming in later tonight, about two to four inches possible from the metro southward to low near 20. Morning snow showers Wednesday, otherwise mostly cloudy and cold. Temperatures in the low 20s. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. Brought to you by Hum by Verizon. Is your check engine light on? Hum by Verizon can tell you why. So you can fix small problems before they become big ones. Find out how to make your car smarter, safer, and more connected with Hum by Verizon. Visit hum.com today. At Twinings of London, we have black, green, and herbal teas that are perfect for any mood. There's jasmine green if you're feeling rushed. Lemon and ginger if you're worn down. Or berry fusion if you're feeling wild. No matter what flavor you pick, 
It's crafted with 300 years of expertise for the perfect balance of taste, flavour and aroma. You have to like the sound of that. Twinings of London. Teas that fit your every mood. Welcome to Staples. Staples guy, my New Year's resolution is to get new customers in the door. Well, Staples has everything you need to promote your business. Signs, pens, mugs, you name it. Perfect. And right now, you can get 15% off custom banners and posters. 15% off? <laughs> That's one resolution off my list. Oh, how many were there? Just the one. Then, Happy New Year. This year, resolve to promote your business at Staples. And right now, get 15% off custom banners and posters. Staples, make more happen. Offer ends 32417. See a Staples associate for details. At Discover, we believe anniversaries should be a time of celebration, not obligation. That's why we think annual fees are ridiculous. And now just for giving us a try, we're going to give new card members a one-year anniversary gift they'll never forget. At the end of your first year, we'll match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar. No caps and no catches, because we know if you try us, you'll like us. And that's worth every penny. Try it and believe it at discover.com slash match. Cashback match offer only for new card members. Limitations apply. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. It's time for the Iowa Wrestling Report, presented by People's Insurance Agency. I'm Trent Condon. The Iowa Hawkeyes continued their winning ways on the mat with two Big Ten Conference wins over the weekend. The Hawkeyes knocked off Wisconsin at Carver Hawkeye Arena Friday night 33-8 for going to Minnesota and winning 23-11. Top-ranked 125-pounder Thomas Gilman found himself in some deep trouble down 8 nothing in the first to Ethan Lizick before coming back and getting the pin in 558. You and I returned to the McLeod Center, but did not go very well for the Panthers as they fell to Oklahoma Sunday 27-13. Coming up this week on the high school mat, it will be district time with eight districts in Class 1A, 2A, and 3A deciding who will make their way to Wells Fargo Arena for the 2017 state tournament. And Tuesday night, it will be the dual competition with regionals across the state. This Iowa Wrestling Report presented by People's Insurance, providing solid coverage, personal service, and saving you money. Get a Quote online at People's Insurance Agency at peoples-insurance.com. At Palmer's Deli and Market, we think the true measure of a sandwich is how good it tastes, not how long it is. That's why Palmer's uses only quality fresh ingredients when preparing our selection of sandwiches, soups, and salads. Our breads and desserts are baked from scratch every day right here in our own kitchens. And at Palmer's, we believe you don't have to sacrifice on taste to eat healthy foods. So when you're buying lumber, buy it by the foot. But when you're buying lunch and dinner, make sure you're buying it for the taste and quality. You'll find that nobody can measure up to Palmer's Deli and Market. At Spec USA, we know concrete. With over 40 years of experience as a commercial parking lot maintenance company and over 10 years in decorative concrete, we have become a clear leader in the concrete industry. Spec USA offers full-service decorative concrete, commercial concrete, pavement, and parking lot maintenance services. For commercial and residential concrete work, make it Spec USA. If the unfortunate prospect of divorce should become a reality in your life, consider a collaborative divorce. As opposed to a traditional divorce, this is a lower-cost alternative based upon the principles of mutual respect, cooperation, transparency, and dignity. Most importantly, both spouses make a commitment to staying out of the courtroom. It is typically a win-win for both spouses and the kids. Please contact attorney David Kozlowski for more information he can tell you if the collaborative divorce is right for you. David has 24 years of experience and practices exclusively in family law. He's located at 37. 37 Woodland Avenue in West Des Moines, just north of Valley High School. Give them a call, 515-226-0150, and arrange a free initial consultation. Again, that's attorney David Kozlowski, 515-226-0150. Hey, we're back again here on the Hawkeye Island. Red Ridge, Dave Frayden Jr. with you. In heaven, there is no beer. There still is in my house. Yep, that's a good thing. 
A little slice of heaven, yeah. not actually. So my math was wrong as we went to the break there. So if Iowa, there's only three home games Iowa remaining. Iowa has seven games remaining. Right. Three so at home, four in a row. If they were to just go split that up, they go nine and nine, which is it would not be bad. But obviously 10 and eight, 11 and seven, things start to go the other direction. Well, we've got Tom Cakert of HawkeyeReport.com on the phone, though. We'd like to uh, actually shift gears to talk a little football because we have not done anything on uh, the return of the prodigal son <laughs> uh, in Mr. Ken O'Keefe. And, uh, Tom, uh, we had heard that there'd be somebody kind of out of left field. I, I, I think that qualifies, but, um, boy, what a difference a few years makes in terms of uh, the ma- the majority of Iowa fans welcoming this guy back to the Iowa staff versus people uh, happy at one point in time. I think there were a lot of people that were happy to see him go, but uh, the majority of people seem to be kind of fired up about that, including th- those of us sitting here in these chairs. Yeah, how how, uh, how much irony is it that it was uh, actually five years to the day when he announced he was leaving Iowa that he returned, so... Um, Ken O'Keefe's back. He's not going to be the offensive coordinator. So, uh, you know, all those folks out there that were screaming and trying to relitigate the, uh, his tenure as offensive coordinator should just realize he's going to be the quarterback coach. This is Brian's offense. Brian's parents is going to run the offense in charge of it. And so be what he does. And Ken's a darn good quarterback coach, too. And you look at it, he had a lot of one year starters developed, uh, Brad Banks into a Heisman Trophy candidate. He uh, developed Drew Tate, and you look at back at that 4 season where everything that could possibly go wrong, and you're starting a true sophomore, and you end up turning the season around and, and uh, winning uh, a share of a Big Ten title. Um, did great work with Ricky Stanzi. Uh, James Vandenberg was really good his junior year before Greg Davis uh, wrecked him in his senior year. So they, he's, he's a really good quarterback coach and development quarterback. Nathan Chandler even had one good year in there, you know, when they needed certainly, him. Certainly a serviceable year. Yeah, it was a serviceable year for a guy that was limited in a lot of different ways, and, and I think it's a great spot for him, and after coaching the NFL, it makes a lot of sense. Now, uh, Tom, there's all kinds of uh, fun going on out there on your message board, of speculation of different guys to fill the remaining spots, but it doesn't sound, based on the indications I, I, I'm reading there, I'm not sure that they really know just yet who's been targeted and i mean they may have targeted but i'm not sure they really know just yet who they're hiring to uh to even get to the point of announcing um kind of any anything else you're hearing in terms of running back coach wide receiver coach guys that might be likely to uh, fill those spots i wrote something today brian's not going to coach the offensive line it's just too much for um for one guy to try and coordinate an offense and I wrote something today. Uh, Brian's not going to coach the offensive line. It's just too much for um, for one guy to try and coordinate an offense and coach the offensive line. It's and, and Chuck Long had suggested to us. We did a podcast with Chuck about a week ago, and he suggested maybe tight end. But then you'd have to move Lavar Woods someplace else. He seems pretty comfortable there now, unless you were going to move Reese Morgan over, and then you could kind of move a bunch of uh, chairs around, but I'm not sure that Kirk wants to do that. So um, maybe Brian to the running backs, which makes some sense, uh, you know, less kind of taxing position to coach, and you could probably pull it off, be an offensive coordinator, running backs coach. And then you're going to have to hire a line coach, and the name I've heard that's at least being approached, I don't know if he's going to take the job, is uh, A.J. Blazek former center for the Hawks early in uh, Kirk Ferentz's tenure. He's at Rutgers now. He's coaching a line there. He'd be a home run hire. I mean, just, you know, I'm a little biased. I know A.J. He's a great guy, and um, I, I just think he'd be terrific. He's a great fit for Iowa if they can get him, and I don't know if they're going to be able to pull him in. Um, but then they've, I think the biggest hire is the wide receiver coach, and I know Coach Anderson – Brian Anderson from Minnesota was one of the names that got thrown around. It it just seems like if that was going to happen, the guy's unemployed. If that was going to happen, it would have already happened by now. So um, I'm, but it's a big mystery, and it's probably the most important hire that they're going to make uh, now that Brian's the offensive coordinator. Well, there's no question about that. I mean, obviously, I've I've been reading some stuff. You know, guys want Marvin McNutt. 
uh, who obviously had it. What about DJK? I don't think he's D- doing anything. Demo Odoms uh, is out there. Now, D- Demo's actually, he's coaching somewhere, right? Yeah, he, he has not been approached by Iowa, and he hasn't approached them. So Okay, so we know that's not going to happen. There. Yeah, you know the one thing that they, that Kirk did indicate is that you know, and and they've indicated that uh, that they're pretty uh, open about the fact they want somebody that knows how to do things the way that they want them done. So approaching kids that have played for them or guys that are, are you know now no longer kids but who have played for them does make a lot of sense. So it it helps kind of narrow the speculation down a little bit, um, and, and based on the fact that uh, that uh, you know the guys that are headed out the door. Uh, they pulled in from from uh, outside of the Iowa family, and and uh, that didn't work out too well. I mean, I think it, it seems like that might be where they're going back. But um, I think you're right. It, it, now, so the only other speculation I would think is you could, you could flip Reese Morgan back over the offensive line, then you could start looking at who the defensive line coaches are out there. But you never a lot of shuffling. You never know how that might work. But uh, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, I love I still love the Ken O'Keefe hire, so I think we we feel good about that. Recruiting, uh, Tom. So Wednesday came and and went, and and everything kind of fell into place on that last day for recruiting for Iowa. In terms of uh, no no surprises of anybody getting yanked elsewhere, which has happened to them a number of times, and they ended up uh, getting the Marsetti kid to uh, to decide to uh, to flip away from Minnesota and. Uh, leave the the the, uh, the home state uh, Rutgers team out there and come to to Iowa City and I, I think this is about the best Iowa has wrapped up their recruiting class in terms of late uh, signees the, the the most heralded group of maybe the last five or six guys that they've had in some time. Yeah, I, I would think so too. Um, that's kind of the feeling I got with it too. Is that it just finished really strong and you know it's funny because two weeks heading into signing day, there was a lot of hand-wringing by the Iowa fans. They just wanted something to happen and wanted it to get going and wanted to find out who the whole class was. And, and the year before, there was really no drama, and people were bored because it was no drama. And this time there was drama, and they were angry about that. So, um, But it fell into place, and I think everybody seems pretty pleased uh, the way they finished up. Uh, you know, flipped a couple of kids away from Minnesota, um, with Trey Creamer and also with uh, uh, Amir Smith Marset um, out of New Jersey, wide receiver, and that was a big one. After they'd missed on Oliver Martin, they needed to get another wide receiver in this class. And Marset's uh, a really good athlete that they were bringing in uh, next year. Well, it's clear that Minnesota and uh, <coughs> Fleck, Coach Fleck, is going to sort of go after the same type of guys that Iowa has. Um, and, and we should all remember, you know, Barry Alvarez left Notre Dame, went and became the Wisconsin coach, and essentially built Wisconsin in the Iowa mold. Big offensive line, run the ball, that kind of thing. And, you know, I watched Western Michigan play, I don't know, four or five times last year. That isn't how they played. I mean, they were pretty much... I mean, they had a good, they had a stud wide receiver. They had a good quarterback who could throw it. They were much more of a spread sort of team to me. So, is it just I'm getting in the Big Ten and Iowa? Fleck kind of looked at it like maybe I was the one that has the least handle on their recruits, and that's why they targeted them. Or do you think it is truly a situation where they're trying or going to try and go after the same type of kids on an annual basis? I, I think they're probably going to fish out of the same pond, so to speak, uh, with a lot of kids. They're going to want to get Midwest kids who are, um, you know, kids that uh, they think can play in the Big Ten. So you're going to run into, um, just like Iowa runs into Wisconsin a lot, they're going to run into a lot to Minnesota. Um, I, I think P.J. Flex not going to venture too far out of the Midwest. I think he's going to hit Chicago just like Iowa does, just like Wisconsin does. So, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin battles for a lot of the the better kids um, in, in the you know kind of the, the Midwest Rust Belt area that don't go to Michigan or Ohio State. Well, it's good to see that uh, that we you know Kirk beat him head to head on some of these because he's you know he kind of the, the the sexy new hire up there in Minnesota, and it turned out he didn't really 
get anybody of you know of, of of note up there. He brought in a lot of kids, pulled a bunch of the kids over from Western Michigan. So it'll be interesting to see what type of football they can play in the Big Ten. Um, not not that you know MAC players can't. We've seen how Iowa uses those types of guys, but every once in a while, but it's you not need, the entire roster, right? It's not the whole roster, and you know, uh, and the one guy Tom that I think Iowa, you know, every year they slow play somebody. Um, I think they were intending on offering Nate Wheeland all along. The longer they could play that out, so that nobody else really noticed him and paid too much attention to him, the, that's that's how much longer they were going to go. Uh, if you if you got a kid that was going to play a dual threat quarterback role at Northern Illinois and he comes in, he's going to play linebacker at Iowa. That tells you about his athleticism. I, I I I'm telling you, I think this is the kid that's the diamond in the rough, uh, um, out of right there out of Iowa City. Yeah, I think he's going to be a pretty good player. He's. Uh... He's very athletic. He's going to have some time to develop, too. He hasn't really played linebacker, but I was pretty deep there, pretty young. So I think he's going to have some time to uh, learn the position, get his feet wet on special teams after, you know, probably his redshirt freshman year. He'll work his way into maybe the mix on special teams. And then sophomore, junior, senior year, compete for a too-deep starting position uh, at linebacker. I think he's probably more an outside linebacker than anything else. All right, switching gears to basketball. Um, Iowa fans, at least, enjoying for a, a short while here the fact that Iowa can have a conversation about thinking about the postseason. Um, they got a couple of big games coming up this week. But what's your thought, of, your feeling on whether uh, this team uh, can go on the road now? Uh, they got their first Big Ten and, and regular season road win uh, at Rutgers the other night, uh, did it handily. They're on a three-game winning streak. They get Peter Jock back. What's your feeling on going on the road and getting at least one out of two this week at Minnesota or Michigan State? Well, if they're going to entertain NIT or, you know, the NCAA, if they're, they're going to entertain the NCAA, they're going to have to win two of the road game, remaining road games and sweep their home schedule, uh, in my opinion, because their RPI is just not very good. I even think the NIT, they've got to win at least one of these last four road games, and these are tough road games. I mean, you guys probably reviewed them already. It's going to the barn and winning, which is tough. East Lansing, which, you know, other than last year, never happens. So it doesn't never happen, but it rarely happens rarely, for Iowa right. they win uh, at Breslin. And they got to go to Wisconsin. They've got to go to Maryland, uh, two teams that uh, you wouldn't expect them to beat. So they've got, um, they got to take care of home, but if they can squeak out one on the road, I think that puts them probably in IT-ish. But they're, you know, like I said, their RPI is about a hundred again. Uh, all you know, tonight going into t- or tomorrow night's game, so they've got to get that down into the sixties to have a realistic shot of uh, one of the postseason tournaments. You know, Tom Brett was doing some uh, RPI magic, which, as you know, he's one to do, and if they win. At Minnesota, it takes them from 96 down to 90. Uh, I think a sweep is asking an awful lot of, of a team that's starting for freshmen. Mm. No, um, yeah. And like you said, you know, to win at Michigan State is just, it's not been a uh, common occurrence, not by just Iowa, but by virtually anyone else. So uh, I think, you know, the nice thing is, is that there's excitement and that we are all talking about Iowa basketball in a in a fairly positive fashion right now and I think that's the, that's the big takeaway I have from the season right now. Yeah, they're just they're they're playing a fun brand of basketball right now. It's fun to watch them and it, if they can get Pete going again the way he was going like that Purdue game um if he can get start sinking some shots, make them pretty dangerous with the confident Brady Ellingson, the way Bohannon shooting the ball. And uh, can get open some things up in the post form too. Yeah, who would have thought that Jock would be the guy we need to to, to get rolling well, here a, a couple that's months? Just because he got hurt. And he got hurt. All right, thanks, Tom. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, thanks, guys. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport dot com. I think he's on uh, Fridays here as well with Kenny. I think that's week. right. So that's, I heard that's him. I'm pretty sure I heard him last Friday. Uh, by the way, the wrestlers this week uh, with two wins, thirty three to eight over Wisconsin and twenty seven to eleven at Minnesota. You mentioned that uh, number thirteen Minnesota, number sixteen Wisconsin. They go to ten and two, six and one. Two dual meets left: Indiana and Nebraska this week, Friday and Sunday, and then they go to the national duels on the nineteenth. 
And then the Big Ten is on the fourth of March, so they've uh, they're they're winding things down. Where are the fun. national duels? Are they doing it goofy this year again, where they basically have them in they different do. sites? I think they I think they're doing it that way again. I um, it says to be determined on their website. So Trent, do you know how that works? Mr. He's got the wrestling update usually. Yeah, I don't know. They've changed it around so much lately. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not good. It's not good. Iowa women uh, split this oh, weekend. Rutgers, bad news Michigan. there. Yeah. Well, lost at Michigan after lost a 12 point lead in the second half. Lost the game 72 70 and then lost to Nia Davis to an ACL tear. Yeah. So uh, they're 14 and 9, 5 and uh, 5 and 7 in the or 5 and 5, 5 and 5 in the conference. Problem is, you know, that hurts. You lose yeah. your starting point guard. And, and yeah. they were they were they were struggling anyway. They got to MSU this week, Michigan State uh, at home, um, and then they're at Ohio State. Both games on the Big Ten Network, 6 p.m. Thursday and 11 a.m. on uh, that Sunday. Minnesota on the Big Ten Network. Uh, yes, Iowa Minnesota on the Big Ten Network, as is Michigan State. That's uh, eight o'clock tomorrow night against Minnesota, and eight. five o'clock on Saturday eight afternoon. Eight o'clock tomorrow night. All right. Five o'clock Saturday afternoon. This. Well, I guess it takes you into the evening. Day. I will be at the UNI Gala or something that Trey oh. and oh yeah, ah, whatever's cool. going. Oh, to. Sounds so. like fun. Sounds yeah. like fun. Uh, you know, so it comes down to this. We've got there's there's still some season left. Let's, so what's let's your get Templeton Rye last? Call? Well, okay. So time now for our Templeton Rye last call. Go. Brought to you by Templeton Rye, the good stuff. Which I don't know if anybody consumed it. You offered some to a couple of people, and no, I don't think anybody consumed any. No, but uh, George was kind enough to bring over a little of his stash. So I appreciate oh, that. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. I am Shamrock out there on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I. I, I I don't think they get either one of these. I I think they go zero and two. I think we're sitting here next week. I really think the way this plays out is I think they go three and four. They win their home. They lose lose on the road. And they uh, end up nine and nine. And they end up nine and nine. They get. I think they get one in the Big Ten tournament. And we're sitting here talking about the NIT and should they get in with about a 90, 90 RPI at that point in time. Um, and and I would say in my opinion they should. But I don't know that they will. Well, um, you know, and who, who knows whether that's one more week or two more weeks of basketball out of them? I, I don't know. But I, I won't be disappointed if they get crushed in these games. Yeah, I think I'll probably be disappointed. But if they play well and they just don't quite get there, I, I'm not going to get angry. There's just so much uh, ahead of them, and you can just see what's there, and you know what's coming into it's. There's there's a lot of talent to go around. I'm of the opinion that they've got a, a much better chance of winning Wednesday night than they do on Saturday. I. Something going to sure, Michigan sure. State is just uh, far a far harder proposition. I'm going to give the Hawks a win on Wednesday, a last second a Utah like moment. Uh, uh, I I hope so. It happened up there last year, didn't it? That's you know, how they won? maybe a Nicholas Bear tip in a, a bear a, tip in the bear cage tip in to win like seventy five seventy four. There'll be, be seven, eight point uh, underdog tomorrow. Uh, they're a seven and a half point underdog tomorrow, oh, according okay. to the de- degenerates uh, um, call there in Trent Condon. Yeah. yeah. So, but they'll lose on Saturday, I believe. And I hope we're wrong, but I'm still excited about the basketball team. Got to be excited. Thanks, right. Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. Of course, Trent Condon back in the studio for Dave Creighton Jr. I'm Brett Ridge. Join us next week right here for the Hawkeye Huddle.